Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi buddy, Ross from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. That's what's important at the moment. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe and hitting the bell icon so you may do it anytime we put new content on. As always, I'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Today's guest is another ex-hammer. We've been, I think we've done over 50 ex-hammers since we started the channel, which is mental. Um, and probably about a sixth or seventh goalkeeper, I think, Roy, to be honest. It's Mr. Roy Carroll. How are you, Roy? How are we, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. It's uh, great to be on. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. No, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you're really busy and, and stuff. And uh, as we said before, uh, something about goalkeepers. We've had, I've we, ruled off about six or seven goalkeepers we've had on the show. What, what is it with goalkeepers have been so lovely for, to me? What's the, what, what's the secret, Roy? I don't know if it's, uh, it's down to you. I think it's just because we're not loud on TV, probably. We're just mad in the head, all keepers. So we have to be doing this this type of stuff but it's great it's just great to to talk to the West Ham fans I've been away from West Ham for a long time so it'd be nice to talk about the old um, old times and good memories and the bad memories as well yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we as I said we've we've had, uh, yeah, we had, yeah, we we spoke about the bad ones, and obviously we had Stephen on, bless him, and uh, he just come from, he just been walking the dog, and he had this massive like Russian hat on, <laughs> and taking it off, bless him. No, but it's all good. And and how how have you been in general in this sort of weird world we live in at the moment? Yeah, it's been difficult for everyone. Like uh, for me, I've opened a goalkeeping school in Northern Ireland, and yeah. uh, I think it's more difficult for the kids. Uh, the kids just want to get out and train and play football and uh, it's been locked down for quite a while and it's, it looks like it's going to be locked down over here for probably till uh, uh, it's said the 5th of March but I think it will be a, quite a bit longer over mm-hmm. here uh, but the, as long as everybody's healthy and mentally uh, mentally, uh, mentally stable enough because sitting in the house is very difficult and I've been working with a lot of people I've been working with a club over here called FC Mindwell about uh, mental awareness and trying to push it as much as I can over this part of the world because it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's very serious with the mental health side of the uh, people's health. Definitely, and I think actually it's exaggerated the conversation. It's accelerated the conversation, hasn't it? Really, over the last sort of ten, we get very deep at these things sometimes. But uh, yeah, it, it's true. Though. I think I think it has accelerated. The, and and what I think is great is the fact that there's lots of people and who are coming out and, and saying, you know, it's it's good to chat and stuff. And and if they're feeling down, and obviously I'm sort of, you know, I I, I like to get so active on facebook and twitter and you know you see amongst the west ham lot you know we've got a uh, the west ham um the west ham uh supporters a facebook group that looks after everyone who wants a job if they're after a job and, and that's had so a lot of a lot of good press over here with um you know like ben shepherd and people like that right doing little little videos and stuff and you're right it's 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 all about community and all about sort of you know if someone's feeling a bit down someone's been in shit having the uh having the balls to say, actually, I'm feeling a bit crap today. I mean, I felt crap last week, I'll be honest. Last week, mm. I felt the first week since for a year, almost, on and off, we've been on lockdown. I felt a bit shit, yeah. but I'm all right now. I'm all right now. It's, keep, uh, 
came here, the only good thing that came out of it, it's, it's taught me how to turn the computer on because I'm doing a lot of work on computers now. So uh, since last March, I've been doing a lot of Zoom chats and a lot of talks over over the phone and over the, yeah. the laptop. But uh, that's only probably a good thing that's came out of it because yeah, uh, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think most footballers just love to get out and, and watch football and, and yeah. get out and, and uh, in the fresh air because that's the biggest problem when you retire from football. It's, you have so much time in your hands, so sure. I think it's just this football on TV helps, but you're still sitting in the house. But uh, as long as you can get out once uh, once or twice a day and try and exercise and keep your mind active, that's what I always try and say to people. But it's easy said than done, trust me. I've been yeah. there myself. Could you? Yeah, tell me about it. It's it's, and you're right. I think particularly. I think it, particularly with like yourself and, and obviously maybe guys who are very active as well. You know, you know, obviously particularly here obviously in the UK, same as obviously Northern Ireland, obviously the golf courses are all shut as well. And a lot of ex-footballers play golf. And um, and so they've been a bit sort of like scratching at the walls, it seems a little bit, because uh, that's one thing I've learned since doing this, this show is how much golf people, ex-footballers play. Are you a golfer, Roy? Uh, I try, but I'm not the best. I get a bit, I get a bit angry when I'm not at the ball uh, good enough, and I like getting out. I like getting out. Probably takes yeah. about five hours, so it gets me out of the house to get around yeah. the golf course. But uh, I'm not the best. I probably had probably two or three good shots in the in in the whole round, and that's and me, that's like so. And that's right, but and that's it's just just get out, as you say, like. But that's what I'm saying about ex players getting out and trying to do things. But uh, as you say, there's a lot of ex players play golf and. You can't even go outside and in the fresh air play golf. It's it's crazy times at the moment, but we will get through it. We all we get will. through it. Trust. We will we'll get, get through it. And 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 you know, circling back to West Ham, we're West Ham are doing all right at the moment. And so, you know, it's <laughs> so it's not like we've got to worry about them at the moment, which is lovely for a change. That's that's <laughs> it. That's the that's the good thing. Uh, they've been doing really well in the top uh, in the top half, like and uh, I think they were fourth the other day, like still, I, I still, are, still we fourth still yeah. at the time of recording, Roy. So yes. yeah. Still fourth at the moment, so uh, hopefully it will la- uh, last and get in, uh, get in uh, European spot. Fingers crossed. But there's a lot yeah. of good teams. The Premier League strange this season. We've watched yeah. the games this season. I think I think I hope clubs understand how much supporters are worth yeah. to the club, and uh, I think that's a, a big massive thing when the fans come back and hopefully the fa- uh, the clubs can look after the supporters when they come back in. Definitely, I think that's that's really another thing that's you know is, is obviously it's, it's horrible what's happening in the world, but you know as you said, sort of clubs' realization of of the effect that they that the fans have on them um, is unquestionable, unquestionable. You know, it's 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 a it's a it's a ghost town. It's like a you know at the moment in the stadiums and it's yeah. just a cavernous bowl. So. I, I played in I played in Greece and we played behind closed doors for for, sure. for certain reasons and and I, I played in I played in that uh, arena like with no fans and it's not the best it's not uh, it's it's very hard to get motivated you think it's a friendly match and there's no fans there but uh, it's the Premier League it's one of the best leagues in the world and everybody's beating everybody so it's a, it's a yeah. strange season this year but uh, anybody could win the league this year I think uh, probably the top five six could win the league this season. Yeah, definitely. We're one of them, Roy. That's and it. West Ham, coming West, it's coming West Ham's home. there. West Ham's there as well. <laughs> We're doing the double this year. I don't know what you're right about, Roy. We're doing the double. Um, but no, it is. And, and obviously, for, for some people who, uh, you know, we, we have loads of different viewers, you know, um, in terms of some experienced, I call them, old, older buggers and less experienced, the younger ones. Now, Roy played um, 2000, you signed 2005, wasn't it, for us? I think it was uh, in yeah. the summer, wasn't it? Um, from release from Man Why, Why West Ham, Roy? What was, what was the story between you signing for West Ham? The, the story was, uh, I think it was my la- last year in Manchester United and yeah. uh, West Ham was in the playoffs. And I think West Ham was interested for, uh, to come uh, because they were in the playoffs and I think they got beat in the playoffs in 2004, I think it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, they never got promoted. So uh, they put the hold on, the, on on me coming at that time. Uh, and I think the, the next year uh, I spoke to Manchester United. So Alex spoke to me on January to give me a new contract in 2005. And uh, I had rumours that West Ham was interested in me again. Uh, there was other teams interested in me as well. I was 27 years old at the time and I just wanted to play football. And uh, mm-hmm. where I'm from in Northern Ireland, I, that's all I wanted to be. I was a professional footballer and play as many games as I can. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity for me to go to West Ham was uh, was uh, a massive uh, situation for me. So I didn't sign a new contract at uh, Manchester United and I moved on to West Ham. Moved down that summer in 2005, uh, signed a three-year contract it was as well. So I was going to go down there and hopefully play games because 
no matter if you're going to be bought in by the manager, you still have to perform and still train hard and train. And that's how I always say, like, so it was great for me to move to London. Uh, it was a big step for me because London's a big place. When I moved, when I first went down, uh, I thought to myself, geez, how am I going to drive around this part of the world? You know what I mean? But you get used to it. You get, it's like everything in life. You get used to things and, and enjoyed my time down there. Uh, it was good. It was good. Yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously, you know, there was there, there were rumours the sort of season before, and then it didn't work out. And obviously, as you said, we got we got promoted in that summer, so it was like you know a lot of change at West Ham. You know, obviously moving up back into the Premier League, and um, you know, obviously Pards was in charge at the time. Um, what what was Pards like as 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 a? How did he convince you to join West Ham? What was what was what did he do? I just think uh, for me, Alan Pards, you like for me. Uh, uh, bought me in the uh, bought me in at West Ham. It looked like the manager really wanted me to come and play. Sure. And uh, the way he spoke about the club, and uh, I don't. You go down to West Ham, you see how massive the club support supporters are, and uh, mm. uh, the club is, and uh, the history of the club as well was uh, massive. And uh, they always give young players a chance, and that's yeah. why I noticed at West Ham give young players a chance. Uh, and Alan Pardew just he, he can talk. Trust me, he could talk, and 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 he. he I didn't. Even, I think it was, I think it was in Portugal at the time with my family and holidays, and I agreed over the phone straight there and then, and then uh, went down and uh, speak to him face to face, and that was it. Really, signed yeah. the contract. Fantastic. I love. I love all those stories because it's, it's so. Because I think it's, it's something that people don't see. It's like the other side. It's the it's the personal side between yourself and the manager, and then convincing him. As said on the phone, you know, when you're on holiday in Portugal, taking a phone call from Pards and sorting out your your job. It's it's it's, 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 it's a bizarre thing when you think about it. In outside of football, I would never sort of take a jobs type thing. You know, on the phone if I'm on holiday with my wife. God, she'd God ask a million I, questions. But but saying that, the first five minutes I was a bit wary. Like I, I probably thought we might been someone from the radio station trying to take a <laughs> take the mickey on me because it's happened quite a few of uh, footballers like uh i've seen it a few times on uh, social media uh, footballers getting caught out think it's the manager on the phone so you have to be careful by the way yeah <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah particularly even even more so that 2006 not as bad as like now i can imagine all yeah. over the time um and obviously yeah he said moving back moving down to down to down to the, the big smoke um where was it was it epping you around epping area I'll tell you the truth, I moved, I, I was renting a house in Chigwell yeah. and uh, uh, I, I don't know if you uh, you remember the incident uh, with the Spurs goal and I didn't realise how close Spurs training ground was to Chigwell so yeah. for the fir first year first year at West Ham it was difficult because I was getting abused by the Spurs fans for the full year then I moved <laughs> then I moved into a place called Faden Boyce in, uh, oh, in yeah. Beautiful, I love Faden Bois yeah. is the popular yeah. It was a nice. It was an, it's a nice area. Very nice Indians, by the way. Nice uh, Indian food. Food yes. is beautiful. The ocean, uh, something blue ocean. I think it's called. Yeah, that's that's it. Said, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, I enjoy. Uh, it was really good. Like, uh, but the first, I think the first year was a bit uh, harder taken the uh, taken on the chin because there was quite a few Spurs fans uh, around yeah. Chigwell at the time. Yes. Never let never let me forget what happened against Spurs against Manchester United. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah, double whammy. Yeah, exactly. Not just <laughs> Spurs, but Spurs with with a with a grudge. You know, we've we've something to take the Mickey out of with, with old Mendes, bless him. But um, yeah, and it's it's one of those things. Obviously, you know, and you signed, and you know, obviously, you pretty much straight in the first team. And like, what was it like the first the first half of the season? You you're in goal, you know, you're number one, and it was going all it was going all well. And then unfortunately, you got injured, wasn't it? And then obviously that that thing curtailed that season, which was extra frustrating because of how the season ended. Um, mm. Being in the Millennium Stadium again, um, as a, as a goalkeeper, as an, as a professional football player, it's the question I haven't really asked before. Actually, what's it like being injured? Like mentally, what's it like being injured for you? Because obviously, you know, you came this whole thing of coming, you know, you're going to come back and play first team football. You're, you're number one. It's going well. And then you get injured. It must be like, feel like you're like, it's, it's all comes crashing in really, doesn't it? To be honest. It, it did. It did at the time. Like, because mm. when you're, for me as a young person, as I said before, when I left Manchester United, I wanted to just play football. And, uh, once I had that serious back injury, uh, um, I think it was over nearly 10 months, uh, nine, yeah. 10 months I was out for. And uh, that was taken away from me. I was a bit selfish because there's a lot of other players who had to retire from injury, but I was 27 years old and I wanted to play football. And uh, the, the the biggest difficulties for me was uh, uh, thinking about the good things, what what can come out of it, you know what I mean? I was mm -hmm. thinking about all the bad things, what, happened to, what could happen to me. And uh, that's that what caused the, the, the downfall with me because the depression started kicking in. 
and I couldn't handle it. And uh, mm. with this pandemic now, I'll go back to this pandemic. Uh, it's it's helped me now from that injury because I understand we've been we've been in this uh, lockdown in and out all the time for nearly 10, 10 months, nearly eleven yeah. months. Uh, yeah. uh, for me, when I was injured, uh, I, I wasn't prepared for that. I never had mm. a serious injury like that before. And mm. I think a lot of footballers do go through what I went through. And uh, once you're playing week in and week out, you're in the papers, the manager's speaking to you, everybody's having a bit of laugh and talking away. But once you get injured, the first couple of months is great because everybody's worried about you and talking to you. But slowly but surely, it gets less and less people speaking to you. Sure. And uh, you're in the treatment room for, you're in the treatment room and you're just with the physio, you come in and you're basically away from the rest of the players until mm -hmm. probably lunchtime. And uh, but but it's made me a stronger person. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you a wee story. What happened to me back? Basically, uh, when I first went to training at West Ham, going into the training ground, I was in a slight car crash. Someone hit the back of me, and and uh, that that what might have caused the problem my lower back. But I didn't realise how bad it was, and mm. carried on and carried on like, and probably two two weeks, maybe a month down the line, my back was getting worse and worse, and. I wasn't even hardly training. I think my last five, seven games, uh, I didn't even train uh, for a month. I didn't train for a month. I was just getting injections. And I was waking up in the morning, that Sunday morning, couldn't even get out of bed because the pain was so bad. I had that uh, disc problem, what was touching into my left, uh, down my nerve, down my yeah. left leg, the whole way down my foot. So uh, I don't know, it could have been the car accident, what just caused a slight uh, problem in my lower back. But uh, since I've went to we moved to West Ham, I was playing injured the whole time until mm. I got went in for the operation, which uh, which was horrible, horrible feeling when you have to go in with a back injury as a goalkeeper because it's the most important thing you need of to course, have. Yeah, uh, diving everywhere and uh, picking the ball up and stuff. But uh, as I said before, you learn from everything, and uh, mm. things happen for a reason, and it's made me a stronger person. Uh, yeah. The depression was very, very bad. It took me a long time to get out of the depression mood. It mm. was nearly three three years. I moved to mm -hmm. Glasgow Rangers uh, after West Ham, uh, the team I used to support as a young lad, big West, uh, big uh, Rangers fan, and uh, moved up there. And I moved all over the place then, Derby County mm -hmm. and in Denmark, and came back and never had a club for nine months. And uh, I had to change my life around and move out of the country again and move to Greece uh, and uh, moved to Olympiagos. And, my life just got back to normal again, uh, yeah. as normal as I can as a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a crazy goalkeeper, and and, there's, and also probably even more so the goalkeeper because you have a you know there's there's yeah we talk about the famed sort of goalkeepers union, but there was a there was a good bunch of keepers there you know around the time, and you know if you're not training with them, you know you train obviously you train separately, you train on your own, and then get involved at the end. But you know. It, having that bond because obviously you always have a tight bond with your goalkeeper coach and I imagine the other goalkeepers you're training with and then not having that it's like that's that's like a security blanket and I mean we, we spoke we, 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 as I said to you, we had Jimmy on um and 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 Jimmy was like oh me and Roy well oh. <laughs> it's like you and you like you know round it around our 195s and whatever anyway but um but he Jimmy, was saying, Jimmy, that, that's the thing I missed most was uh, Stevie and Jimmy because them yeah. characters, they're all characters. Like, that's what I mean, yeah. Uh, we're, we're like big kids training and uh, Ludo, the goalkeeping coach, was fantastic. Oh, uh, great goalkeeping yeah, coach. Cool. What a great guy he is. And uh, that that's that's the thing, like when you're not around, uh, around that environment, it's it's hard to get to. But yeah. people will say, like, come here, you only got injured, you, be, you were back. Like, but for me, I was... I was just thinking like they're the worst things ever can happen. Yeah. But when 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 you miss that uh, banter in front of Jimmy and Stephen Bywater, a lot of good stories. Like so, uh, I will mention them sometime uh, later on in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold on to them. I know you probably want some stories, but I'm going to leave it until later <laughs> on in my life. <laughs> you, can, you can give us, yeah, give us, yeah. I know you're keeping for the book. Keep for the book. Right, I, can't, the I can't. I can't spell, so I'm in I need to get someone to do it for me. So it'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jimmy, yes, yes. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy did, yeah. He, I mean, he didn't dub you in at all, really, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's there does seem to be a sort of uh, such a tight bond between goalkeepers. Because I always thought, and I've interviewed, I always thought, you know, with, with, with goalkeepers, it's like, you know, if, if you're the number two, obviously we had, we had Ian, Ian Foyer, who was Ludo's number two. And I was like, what's it like being the number two? And it's like, are you sort of always 
hoping that the number one fucks up and then you take over. And he was like, no, it's like a, it's like a, it's, it's a group. It's like a band of brothers. And, and you get that obviously talking about we Steve and we had Jimmy, we had loads of others. And it is, it's, it's sort of, I, I, it's my assumption that, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're vying for the top spot, but it's almost like, you want everyone to do well because if the club does well, then everyone does well. And if the keepers are playing well, then 90% of the time the club are doing well if the keepers are playing well. So it's, um, it's an integral part. And obviously we, and obviously we had a bit of a problem last year when Fabianski was injured and Roberto came in for six months and, you know, basically buggered up our season, lost Pellegrini's job. It's such a pivotal, you know, role the goalkeeper is. I didn't think I honestly appreciated it as much as I did when you haven't got a good goalkeeper, a solid goalkeeper in between the sticks, it's all, it permeates the whole team, doesn't it, really? It does. <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange. Uh, we always say uh, keep uh, goalkeepers union. We stick together and we're, yeah. we're, we're all a, a one team. Like, But, of course, everybody wants to play. But I know some, some keepers who, who are happy to be sitting on the bench. But for me personally, you're fighting for that number one yeah. spot. And I know Jimmy and Stephen was behind me fighting. What, what was keeping my, my concentrating, keeping me focused... Uh, uh, that's what you need. You need a bit of competition as a goalkeeper. Uh, we've only got one position in the park, and yeah. and that's in goals. Like uh, sometimes David James might have played up front for Man City, so that's a different story. Like Man City in the Premier League when he came on as yeah. the sub. But uh, but for for me, it's it's just where we get on. Uh, okay, I, over my career, probably probably a couple of keepers that I couldn't get on with because uh, it was very hard to get get to talking to them. Like, but that's that's life. I've been so many different clubs and and Roberto you were talking about who came at West Ham I played with him at the, I was with him at the Olympiagos and yeah and he, and he was a hero out there he was yeah. uh, he was unbelievable and the fans loved him out there and uh, it's a different it's a different uh, environment he's playing at, in at West Ham it's the Premier League it's different sta- standard of football yeah. uh, 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 he probably just had one of those six months uh, at a club yeah. it's difficult for him but uh, yeah. I've watched him a few games, like, and he, he's always been like that. He always, he always makes saves and he parries everything. And uh, he, he's a big, big keeper as well. Very big keeper. I didn't realise how big until he joined us from uh, Benfica. He came in from Benfica, so he's played for big, big teams as well. Yeah, it's, it, as you said, it's, it's sometimes it, you get it, don't you? Where a player just doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, it, yeah, it yeah. it's the same as job, isn't it? It's, it's a job, isn't it? And so sometimes you know, you might just might not work. You just, it might just be the, just the wrong. I just said you know, he hasn't changed the way he's played as a, as a keeper in terms of parrying things. It just didn't work out. It was just you know, and I think it's very much a confidence thing as well, isn't it? When you have a keeper and maybe also you know, you've got to think defenders are used to maybe Fabi Fab would more would do less parrying, more carry, more catching, and you know, there's it, it, all these things, but. We didn't go down, so it's all right. <laughs> no, just, no, I know, but uh, as you say, like it's important having a good keeper now, and I think oh, yeah. people's on. I think people are understanding that now. It's like Liverpool. Liverpool went out and bought a, a top-class goalkeeper, and the mm. next year they won the league. They won the Premier League because yeah. it's a, it's an important position. I know I'm a goalkeeper, so I'm trying to boost all these goalkeepers up at the moment. It's true, <laughs> though. I think it's so true. I think also, you know, uh, who was I interviewing? I can't remember who it was. Um, and and we was talking about um, it was it might have been Jimmy again actually. God, we spoke. We Jimmy, Jason, Jimmy again. <laughs> Literally, all we do is talk to. All I can think about is Jimmy. Um, he was saying, because obviously he does, you know, he's at Ipswich Town now um, doing the goal. And he says where, where before it used to be like, you know, you guys would train on your own and then the team would be there and then you might come together for a five-a-side or a seven-a-side. Now it's not, you do a little bit of on your own and it's more about integral. It's all about playing. Obviously a lot of people play from the back now and you have that, which scares the life out of me, I'll be honest. Um, the way they pass it sort of out, out of the box and stuff. But it means it's, it's becoming more more integral within the team rather than seen as a goalkeeper and the outfield players. Now that's sort of sweeper keepers and things like that. It's it's an integral part now uh, of 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 uh, how a team moves forward, how a team sort of you know progresses. And uh, as you said, yeah, Allison and uh, and uh, you know Man City, uh, you know they, that it's it's so important. And I think it'll be important for us soon. I think we're I think we've got maybe another eighteen months, I reckon, with Fab. Bless him, and I think then it's. How, how old is he now? Frankly? I think he's like 30, 37, 36, 37, I want to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's um, and let's have a look. Here we go. We did it like oh, he's only 30, sorry, he's thirty five. All right, he's got a couple of years oh, now. At least. Right. Few, few nah, don't years. worry, don't worry. No Jimmy, he's been doing well. He's been doing well since he's moved to West Ham. I quite like him. He's uh, yeah. he's very safe and safe keeper. Like and mm. uh, he's not like as a... you said. 
as you said last year when you missed him, it's, uh, it's probably like it's a, it's a downfall for the players around because you have centre halves you can trust the keeper. Um, yeah, the new keeper comes in, it takes a long time to get used to the new keeper. Uh, mm. But uh, come here, we keep boosting these keepers up, and we've been we've been fantastic. But Jimmy, Jimmy's uh, when Jimmy um, he's coaching Ipswich now, and I was speaking to a lot of coaches in England, goalkeeping coaches, and I think most of them, uh, I think most of them just do eighty percent of training with the the ball at the feet, uh, yeah, especially yeah. in a high higher level like in the Premier League. Uh, but I've played in all the leagues in England, and uh, the lower you go down, it's, it's the further you kick the ball away is the best <laughs> in League One, League Two. But uh, every level is different. Every level you play at is different. So you have to adapt to every situation as a goalkeeper, no matter what what league you're playing in. And I think uh, goalkeepers are uh, in life now and have to adapt quicker than they can do because there's so much, so much TV cameras, so many pundits who want to put goalkeepers down. Uh, no idea about goalkeeping situations, and they just uh, just saying things what they shouldn't be saying on TV. Which I sometimes I think I broke my TV about ten times, so I had to get. <laughs> 10 new TVs because sometimes you listen to him and says, hi, do you know anything about goalkeeping? <laughs> Shots fired there, Mr. Carroll. No, it's good. No, it's, I know what you mean. I do I do know what you mean. It's, it's a specialist position. And I think, uh, but I, but you are seeing more. I mean, obviously, um, Greeno's doing more now. He's doing more TV work now. And and I think, I think it, it's, it's his position now that I think, I know JMO does quite a bit as well, doesn't he? Now he's a lot of the, um, sort of the, the foreign TV channels Jamo's doing, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. It's it's frustrating. It's the same. I think when defenders criticise, like if, if defending defenders who are pundits criticise goal scorers, and it's like, well, that wasn't your position. You know, it's like you know, if you're if you're you're a striker, then you can criticise he he missed the ball. He wasn't in the right position, but you you carry on with the you know the set plays at the back and make sure that you know the goal the goals are not staying in. I think that's I think that's the day where I, I think that's the life we're living in now. You see, because I think everybody wants to put people down because they have yeah. it on social media and everything comes out. Yeah. And, and I've seen a lot of young people who uh, who go on social media media and see or uh, what's the supporters saying about me and all that. And for me personally, is trying to stay away from social media because there's a lot of people out there who who want to be in your shoes and want to try and put you down and. And oh, uh, yeah. a young keeper, the young keeper at Southend, bless him, hey, he retired from uh, the pressure of people saying bad things about him in social media, which was, he was going to be a really good goalkeeper. He was uh, playing for England on the young age, up to 21, I think it was. And mm. it, it happens in football. And I, for me, you have to be completely mentally, I was going to say mad in the head, but you have to be mentally strong to take this, yeah. uh, take it like, because... Uh, you are going to get it no matter what. There's uh, football's trying to change things on social media and try and calm things down, but there's still people out there who try to just put you down as much as they can. Definitely, definitely, and and it's one of those positions. I always think goalkeepers is 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 the ultimate position because you have, as you said, a right back could misplace a pass and it's gone out for a throw on, and everyone's forgotten about it. But you know, a goalkeeper makes a mistake and it's usually a goal. Isn't it? And it's the yeah. thing. It's, it's so it's so precious. It's it's the most precious position, you know. Uh, you know, so, cycling back to West Ham, uh, Antonio missed three almost sitters against Crystal Palace, but we won three two, and we forget mm. about that. But you know, it's 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 one of those things where I, ha- I haven't I haven't forgot about the the FA Cup final though when they threw it when the uh, right back threw the ball back to Liverpool and they scored about thirty oh, seconds later. God, yeah, as well. He, he yeah. should have threw it back to the keeper, and we and the game would have been over, and we would have won the FA Cup. But come here. I, uh, keepers, keepers don't forget things. Trust me. No, 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 <laughs> no. You know, that's the thing. Footballers don't forget things. It's like you know, remember, you know, we've had loads of people on, and it's like they, they, they it's almost like an encyclopedic mind of all the games. And as you said, yeah, obviously the FA Cup. You know, unfortunately, obviously Shaq came in. You, you were still injured. You were injured. Um, yeah, Scaloni, Lionel Scaloni. <laughs> we've had, we've had so- like. Con- We've had people like Conch on, and we've had Conch on, and we've had like Matty on, and we talked to him about the FA Cup. He's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't talk to me about that. It's no, leave hard. it. Forget about it. Forget about it. But uh, we had a good. Uh, my first year at West Ham, uh, I, th- I think the, we had a good season. Uh, we yeah. got promoted from the Championship, and we were the boys when I came in. They were still on a high, like you know what I mean. It was a fantastic group of lads we had. Uh, fantastic group of lads. Teddy Sharon was there, who was uh, of course, yeah. so. So experienced, hey, and I come in training in the morning and Teddy's coming out of the gym, just finishes uh, 
warm up before he goes out in the training pitch, and mm-hmm. and that's what you call, that's what you call dedication. I think he was forty two when he was at West Ham. When he yeah, was, something like that, yeah. It's it's uh, that's what the young players need to see and and say like it's all about hard work as well. It's not just all about the glory on the pitch. It's mm-hmm. it's what you do in between. And yeah. when you seen Teddy Sheringham doing that, and Bobby Samoa, what a great professional he was, and look at Mark Noble, he was a young lad when I was West Ham, he and he's still at yeah, West Ham. Yeah. What a great, what a great ambassador for West Ham, and he's, he's still doing the job. He's still doing the job. Still doing the job, and you're right. There was a great balance, I think. There, you had these sort of young, you had a lot of youngsters in there, sort of the the Nigeria Cokers and, and these sort of young, and then you had sort of experience, as you said, sort of like people like Teddy and things like dabbled in. It was a, it was a nice mix, and I think you had, as you said, you had Pards there, you know, love him or hate him, yeah, Pards there, God bless him, and um, and it was just, yeah, it was a good time. It was a great time to be a West Ham fan. We have these sort of, it's like every club, you know, said you're a big Rangers fan. And obviously now you're having a great time with, with Stevie G. Um, see, 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 that's what I mean. Now, now you don't mind Stephen Gerrard now. I know, I know. Come here, it happens. Football uh, football goes around in a big circle. Uh, it does. You, you see football teams struggle for quite a while and they come back. Look at Juventus and, and Italy. Yes. They got relegated the whole way down to the bottom league and they the, the won the league, what was it, three or four times in a row now in, in Italy. Oh, yeah. So so it is a big circle and it's all about patience and building, rebuilding. But the problem in the Premier League, you're not going to have time to rebuild no. uh, because the money is so big in football now mm. that managers, uh, they don't even call them managers now, they call them head coaches. Uh, so that's what uh, that's what I, if, if I, if you become a manager, you want to be mostly in control yeah. of the club. like. But you, you don't, if, uh, you're just coaching, put the team out on a Saturday and if you lose three, four, four games in a row, you get sacked. Yeah, like Frank, isn't it? Like Frank the other day. Poor old Frank, but that's Sad. what I mean. I mean, I mean, Sad. it's. it's uh, I was crying in my in my corner. <laughs> I thought running. you would have been. I thought you would have been. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, we've. I mean, Pards. I mean, to be honest, out of all the managers, because so so obviously I, I'm on sort of the, the stadium DJ at West Ham. So for about I've done it for like twenty years. Like played all the music. So when you used to walk out to bubbles, that was yeah, me. Um, and he's the only manager I think in the twenty seasons I've done it who cared what music we played literally we'd go into his little office that little crappy office <laughs> in, yeah, the, in the bowling and he'd be like russ so so russ jeremy what, what are we doing today what are we playing today he was like oh, okay he's like really because <laughs> as i said he tried to manage he, he, he was his club you know and so yeah. there was something to be said about that and um he did have a few funny ideas i give him that he'd come he'd come back from florida and um he'd been to sea world and there's a few ideas he tried to which we said, we said Sea <laughs> World, Sea yeah, World, <laughs> exactly for Shamu the Killer Wow, it'd work the Shamu show, but I don't think it'd work up to Park yeah. very well. Um, and uh, I remember good. once, Gordon, you was gonna say, no, I was gonna say, like, he's some boy, hey, uh, he, do, he did well the first season, I thought, he I did. thought he did, uh, yeah. he tried to, to build a team, and uh, the second year didn't kick in for him, the second year, and it didn't last long for him, the second yeah. season. But for me, uh, he, he put a lot of work in to get the team up from the championship, but yeah, uh. The thing is, behind the scenes, it's like uh, me playing for Northern Ireland. Over here, you had a guy called Michael O'Neill. He was a Northern Ireland manager. And the first, uh, he signed a contract. And the first two years, we hardly never won a game. But you could see what was happening as a player yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. So, but we all thought he was going to get sacked because we didn't win many games. But mm-hmm. he, he ended up signing another contract for another two years for another campaign. And then uh, in 2016, we ended up. Uh, a small country like Northern Ireland making a, a major tournament in Euros 2016 was amazing. But as yeah. I said before, Kimia, Podge, Podge's uh, been around for a long time. Like He knows the game. and I don't know where he is now. Is he in Holland still or somewhere? I, I think, he's... think he's, no, he's at, I want to say, CSK Sophia, I believe, as technical oh. director. Hmm. He was at he was at Den Haag. He was at Den Haag, was he, or something like that. And now he's yeah. at, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's at Sophia now. So he's been around. He's been he's been around in different clubs. Like you know, what I mean, uh, you see managers moving so quick now. And I always say to people now, Kimi, you'll never get a player who spends ten years at a club no. anymore. Not no. back in the days, because no. the managers don't last that long anymore. Anyhow, so yeah. a new manager comes in, he wants his new his own players in, and that's the problem. So yeah, uh, especially especially when I played in uh, t- the likes of uh, I I end up playing at Notts County. I ended up playing Notts County before I retired in uh, 2014. Uh, sorry, 2016 it was, mm. and uh, I had seven manage. I had seven managers in two years. You know what I mean? And that's in league. That was in League Two at the time. 
so a young player coming through, thinking, "Am I going to get picked by this manager?" There's a lot. They put themselves under pressure because when a new manager comes in, they think, "I'm not going to get picked for the for the next yeah, game or whatever," yeah. and that's a big problem. Yeah, because obviously Pards was in, and then obviously Pards left, and Curbs was there, and you were still there. And and as you said, like when a new manager comes in, it must be like, oh, crap, you know, because you was Pardew's man, you know, Pardew, but what did you in? And and then mm. and then you got someone else, you know. Fucking hell! Yeah, okay, this is no. a bit different now, isn't it? I think he'd been injured Cur- as well. Curbs Cur- Cur- was uh, his old man, like he was. Uh, yeah. he, he was a different guy I ever came across. Like you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. he had his own plans. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not silly. I knew myself. Like uh, I w- uh, uh, that was my, my career finish at West Ham. But yeah. I was still going. I was going through a bad time at the time, anyhow. And yeah. uh, it was. I didn't blame. I didn't blame Curbs or not. Nobody at West Ham. But uh, I had really bad problems. People never seen because I never showed. I never showed yeah. it. That that was my problem. I never came out and spoke about it. That all yeah. I was, I was what a character Roy is. He has a bit of, yeah, get him out. He's a, he's a, he's the yeah. life of the party. You know what I mean? He's the life of the party. He, he'd come out. He'd be the first one there and the last one to leave. And that's that was my problem. And mm-hmm. uh, the depression uh, didn't help as well when you're trying and trying to forget things and you just end up drinking. And I, I became an uh, basically I'm, I was an alcoholic and yeah. Uh, I've stopped that now. I've been off the drink now for ten years in June, so that's blessing, blessing, blessing in disguise. But yeah. I'm still mad in the head. Like if anybody yeah. sees me, like I'm still mad in the head. I would never lose that uh, madness. No, of the it's just not alcohol in juice now. It's just the actual Roy Cowell crazy. You know, it's it's not. It's just fresh, no... it's just, like, it's just fresh air. Oxygen's get from me, and I'm just mental. Like do. fucking yeah. It's it's that's the only drug you need, isn't it, mate? As long as you've yeah. got oxygen, you're right, man. That's it. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's congratulations, man. That's really impressive. Um, as you said, it's yeah, it just I can, yeah, it just spiraled in it from that back from that back injury. Just as you said, everything oh, yeah. that came on, and you're, you're you know you're you've moved down. You're you're in London. You're in Essex. You're in, you know you're near you're near one nine five. You've got fucking Jimmy there, and you know it's just it's just like everything <laughs> added on. It's like yeah, bless you, but, yeah. and Stevie no, Baywater. Yeah, the three, the three, the three oh. amigos, the three amigos, the three. The amigos. three of you, God, yeah, exactly. Like it's just, it's just asking for trouble. Bless it. But, I just, uh, think, I just, th- I just think that's it's, it's life. Like you know, what I mean, you get an yeah. injury, it's the way you bounce back. Yeah. You people who can come back can get over quite quickly and uh, more st- mentally stronger than me. But totally. there's people out there who, uh, for me, I look out for the people who's loud and and uh, in the training session because they're the ones who probably need help you know what i mean and um, I, I think as i said before i think things happen for a reason and this mm. thing happened to me and it's made me the person i am today like and trying to help people with uh with uh mental awareness and if i never had this problem myself i don't think i would have been going down that route so no. things things do happen for a reason and uh um um, I'm still, I'm still going and keep, keep going strong. And I might come and out of retirement. I might come out of retirement and play again because it's only football match. I will be playing for a team in the in the lower leagues over here. Like a Sunday, yeah. you call it in the Sunday league in, in England, yeah, yeah. but over here you play on a Saturday. And I came out and called the FC Mindwell. Like I said before, the, the it's like a team with loads of blo- lads who who always had uh, had problems off the field. And it's just great to get out, smile in your face. But only football is being played over here as elite football. So I might just come out of retirement and play for the next three months. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it because I am missing, I am missing the, the coaching. We can't yeah. do nothing. We can't do no, nothing can't over here at the moment. So uh, I see what happens. But uh, it's it's uh, it's my life. It's in my blood. Yeah. Football's in my, in my blood. And uh, when I left Northern Ireland when I was 16 years old, I haven't looked back. You know what I mean? And, and a similar blood. People says like you're mad to keep you're mad to keep going. I was playing part time football for Linfield over here until I was yeah. forty two, and uh, ruptured 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 my ACL, and uh, that's what stopped me from playing in uh, in uh, mm-hmm. the high high league over here in Northern Ireland. But came here, uh, had a good life and enjoyed every minute of it, even the bads and the down, uh, yeah. ups and downs. Uh, but came here, the biggest thing in life, I always said. You always get ups and downs. It's the way you come out of it. Like, and sure. remember the good memories, and yeah. uh, don't forget the bad memories as well. Sometimes, of course. And as you said, you know, all that stuff, all that, all that sort of, all the bad stuff, all the bad memories. You know, you're as you said as as a, as, a, as a goalkeeper, you know, as you're coaching school and stuff like that. And obviously, talking to young lads and stuff like that, you can impart that information on. And it's like, unless you've lived it, I don't think you can truly do it. You know, what I mean, you can read it. My wife, she's a, you know, she's she does she's HR, she's a mental health, you know, yeah, what is it mental health first aid, they call it. But she hasn't lived through 
depression mm. or like you have so you've got that you've got that you've got an sort of a, not, not an empathy but you've got that sort of the the real to the heart of, of what it means and you can sort of see the i don't know see the sort of the signs you said that the loud ones usually are the ones who are usually overcompensating for for the problems because I, 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 I i see it that way because i i was the same as course, that you yeah. say but yeah. uh, everybody everybody's got different uh, scenar- uh scenarios like that's the yeah. thing but give me i did i didn't i did really enjoy my time at west ham uh uh, especially when you're the music blowing the bubble are coming out like and then bubbles are blowing everywhere like it's i don't know what it's like now i have a few friends who went over the new stadium and they said it's not the same it's not the it's same, different like, it's different isn't yeah. it i think i think it's indicative and that, that's what i say it's indicative of modern football i mean you know the old girl blesser you know upton park was falling apart it was falling mm. apart you know and it would take us a serious investment um it's it's for the next generation it's horrible to think but it's not for it's not for the generation who are the 60 70 year olds now it's the ones who are like my daughter who's eight and stuff and mm. and it's an impressive i mean it's impressive when everyone's there singing and it's the last thing when people criticize that the team are playing well which is typically obviously that we're playing well and there's, no, there's no fucker there but it's just the west Ham way but <laughs> It could be. It could be. Uh, you yeah, never know. It hey, could it, be, it, yeah. could, it, it could be. That's why some players take it different ways. Like, and for me, uh, when you played at West Ham, it was it was supporters are fantastic when you're doing yeah. well. Of course, I think most clubs are the same. Yeah, I, played in, I, I played in Olympiagos, and trust me, hey, uh, if you lose out there, they, they don't shout at you. They do, they yeah. do a lot of other things. Like you know what I mean. So it's it's uh, a different. Uh, I've learned. I've learned playing out in Greece how. <laughs> How not to lose a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Right. Anyway, let's let's do this Hammers eleven because because I, I love changing. Right. But, but but people, this is what people. Some people will you know like this is what they like to know. So obviously, everyone we've had on the on the channel, um, bar uh, three people. Actually, Nigel Riacoka is one of them. He hasn't give, didn't give an eleven. He mm. he copped out. But everyone else, uh, and, and and Harry Redknapp didn't. But everyone else, and Ian Bishop. But everyone else. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> only three. Only three. I promise you. Um, gave him the Hammers eleven. So the idea is, you pick a team of the players that you were around to play with. Um, so obviously okay. those eight, two seasons and uh, you can obviously put yourself in goal get those appearances back up but it's no problem at all um so you could do i not have to put myself in goals you don't have if to I don't, if, if i don't play how have i played with them players then it's, well you, you don't have to put yourself in the team but you can you might want to put jimmy in or someone it's players you've played you've been around it, it, yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, look yeah, at you yeah. getting, getting all getting all narky at 40 minutes in. Um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so who would be in goal for the Carroll West Ham eleven? Right, come here. Uh, we were talking about Jimmy and Stevie for a long time now. I really like uh, Jimmy. Jimmy was a quality keeper, trust me. Yeah. I watched him in training sessions. Uh I don't hopefully he doesn't mind me saying this, like, but if he was six foot five, he'd be playing he would have been playing in the Premier League for a long, long time. Uh, but that's just the, uh, the height and as a goalkeeper in the Premier League, uh, they're looking for keepers over six foot two. But I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go for Robert Green because he came in. He came in. Robert Green came in, and uh, he did. He did fantastic. Uh, fantastic when he came in. Uh, he played many, many games for uh, West Ham as well, over two hundred or something, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he did well. He did well. I'm, I'm going to move on now to the two two Welsh lads I started playing with at West Ham. Uh, right. Danny, Danny Gabadon. Yes, of course. Let me find his name. There's Gabs. Good old Gabs. And I'm going to go for James Collins. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Great guy. You're getting them both in. Getting them both. And that's the one thing um, about. That's the one thing about. Uh, you say social media. One thing, the good thing about lockdown is Danny Gabadon. He hasn't started doing them actually. He's doing little DJ sets on Instagram in his in his loft. It was brilliant. Is that how's it? Yeah. So I, I, when I joined West Ham, them, they were two first boys I ever met uh, because we were staying in the hotel. We were staying in the hotel just uh, near Epping Forest, and uh, that's how I got to know them so well. Staying, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. But I'm gonna go for right back. He came in. He came in my second uh, second season at West Ham. Lucas Neal. Oh yes, play, playing right back. Lucas Neal, good captain as well. Bold yeah. accounts. Good, Off good speaker on good, good speaker on the pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, and also that that Australian accent just gives it a little bit more menace. I think mm-hmm. you know, just like it was crocodile. He could, have, he, could have played, he could have played for Northern Ireland. You know, he's uh, could he? he yeah, uh, he, I was when I was speaking to him, uh, but it, it was too late. He played for Australia. He's probably uh, better than uh, he's too late. Yeah. <laughs> but really, really good guy. Good professional as well. He was a Blackburn yeah. for a long time, and a good professional. Nice. 
Uh, I think I would go for Paul. I can't. I, I always get the second name uh, struggling here. Konchaski. Yeah, hey, you got Konchaski. it. You got it. Yeah, have I got yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, you got it, Conch. Yeah. What a great guy. Come here. Brilliant lad. What a brilliant lad. Top guy. Top guy. Yeah. Lovely guy. And obviously still involved in the. He does all the um, within the club now. He's the, the. I think he calls him the coach. He's at the loan manager. So he goes around all the clubs where West Ham kids are on loan. And yeah. checks in on him. So yeah, top bloke, top bloke, Conch. I love him. I love Conch. Yeah, yeah. And he said right. he did say that he didn't think that goal that he, he he didn't score mean to score that goal in the FA Cup final. Um, did he did he end up saying I thought he did? Thought he, he said did. So I, did, I did. He said if I scored it now, I'd have suggest. But in two thousand six, I didn't mean it. Anyway, so he says. Anyway, go on. You carry on. Sorry, Roy, I interrupted you there. Man. I got cut off there. Sorry about that. Can That's you see right, me again? On. Yeah, I can uh, see you. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go for. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna. It's alright, I think you, 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 your, uh, your audio has dropped out. So uh, maybe someone just called you. No. <laughs> it was going so well. It was going so well. No, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Um. Drop out and drop out, drop up and come back in again, and then you might and that'd be all right. Literally, last second, how, how frustrating for how frustrating it was going so well. We'll get it, we'll get Roy back in in a minute, he'll come back, back in. Um, as I said, anyone watching, um, obviously, we've got the Iron Point Food Banks, um, thing coming on very, very soon. Uh, every fortnight, we've got a quiz night, so make sure you or a game show, so make sure you do that. Um, let's make sure let's let's get Roy. Oh, he's going to come back out. Let's move Roy and see if he comes back in in a minute. Um, is he? No, he's going to come back in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He'll come back in. How exciting! Because we just got to Paul Kanjeski, so we still had the rest of the team. We had the, the, the midfield and the and the, and the strikers. Um, we carry on. There we go. We carry on. He's going to be back on in it. We carry. There he, here he is. Can you hear me now? Yeah. There we go. It's just easy going out. It's it's, it's the IT in it to switch you off, switch back on again. It's um, coming. It's living in for living in Northern Ireland. The reception's bad then. That's part of the world. Right. Trust me. We've done well for forty-four minutes. Uh, they, they drop out. Right. Okay. Can check. Let's carry. Let's get to midfield then. Go on. Let's carry on, man. I'm going to go for the Israeli and uh, Yossi Benyum. Oh, what great, great side. Play. Yeah, great loved side. Yossi. Loved Yossi. Great player. Great player. Nothing of him. Wait, you know, he looked like he was. Uh, a wind, a fair wind would have blown him over, but um, I think Conch said he loved he loved a bit of in the in the, yeah loved loved a tackle, bless him. Um, but yeah, it's a great player, great great player. I left side, I left side. I'm going to go for Matty, uh, Matthew Allenson. Yes, love Matty. Great left old school, old great school. Like, yeah, he was like one of those old school mid you know wingers in it. Like you know nowadays they're all inverted, aren't they? Left on the right, right on the left. He was. I liked him. I loved Matty Effington. Uh, right, okay, Matty's in. Go on, then. Who's going to be in the centres, then? I'm going to go for Mark Noble, what he's done at West Ham. He, a young lad at West Ham at the time, but he was, you know, you knew he was going to be uh, a big player for West Ham for the future. Did you? Did you? As as as, as a as a professional, as a, as a seasoned professional, when, when these youngsters come in, can you tell? Can you say, oh, he's the sign about this kid. He's going to be good, or he's, nah, I don't know about him. Yeah, no, no, you've seen it. Like, the com- he was so comfortable, he was so confident himself. And sure. I think that was the main thing what he had was being confident himself in the right way, not in a bad way, in the right way. And uh, yeah. the professionals were very, very good from him. And, and and he always wanted the ball, even from the big players around him. He always wants to get involved in the game, which 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 you could see as a young age. Like, mm. how many years? He's been there for a long, long time now. Hey? Well, even if 2006, that's that's 15 yeah. years. So, you know, 500 odd games. Yeah, amazing. And, is. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm going to go for Nigel Rio Coco. Really, really powerful midfield player. Yeah. Powerful yeah. player, midfield. Yeah, I mean, he's doing stuff. He's, he's obviously, uh, he's doing loads of stuff in America. He's in America at the moment, I'm Nigel. But um, they all seem to be Shackers over there as well. Um, yeah, Rio Coco. Um, he, again, he was... You know, a young lad being captain and stuff as well. It was, it was a, it was, I think it was tough on him. I think a little bit nudge to be fair. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, you said Mark was confident in the right reasons. You know, I think Pete, the, the fans' perception was Nigel was confident that for the wrong reasons type of thing. But it was, uh, it worked. It, yeah, it worked. You know, as I said, that season we went up, and obviously that season, the two thousand six season particularly, was was five five oh six was fantastic for us. And yeah, no, I like Nigel Rico. He was like. 
dynamic, a real dynamic midfielder. Um, let's put Nige in, make a note, don't forget. Right, going in up front, up yeah, front. Jesus, uh, um, can I do another team with uh, only strikers? <laughs> no, I'm going to I've got like, I've got nearly, I've got five strikers here. I've got yeah. five strikers, I can only use two. But yeah. uh, I was looking at uh, Dean Ashton, who was uh, a quality striker. A quality striker. I think it was the second year, uh, first year when he was it the first year I was there. Second yeah, year, been, I think it was when he came in. The first, yeah, the first year he was there. Yeah, uh, he he. I think he got a bad injury from England, and that's what he had to retire from. And yeah. I think that stopped him. Like, but Dean Ashton, what he would have been a great player. He would have been playing there. And like Mark Noble playing in the Premier League for a long time, like great, great, great touch, and he knew where the uh, knew where the goal was as well. Mm. Uh, but uh, t- even Teddy Sheridan, was, he, unbelievable attitude. Played, he played a few games when I was there at forty-two years old. Could see, could see the game, could see, pass the ball. But I think Bobby Zamora as well. Uh, they're the three. They're the three boys I'm going to have on the bench. So oh, the, ones okay. gonna, the ones I'm going to go for. I'm going to yeah. go for. Uh, Tevis, just sitting back, just yeah. sitting behind, just sitting behind Marlon Harewood because it's the oh, goals what he scored in the it. first season. Yeah, was the goals he scored in the first season was uh, he, he he did really well. I think that was because the season before he did well and he still had that high from the championship. But yeah. the second year, the second season, I think uh, his goals goals disappeared a little bit more in the second season in the Premier League. Well, for the first season, for the first season in the Premier League, my first season at West Ham, he he was scoring some goals. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, he was great, Marlon. He was great, man. I Tev- Tevis was different class. Tevis just different class. He, for me personally, like when West Ham was struggling in the second uh, second season, at my second season, uh, he came in and just changed the 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 the, the goals must, he got. The goals he got been. was amazing. Also, that must have been like as a, as a player, like all the hoo ha about these two Argentinian internationals turning up. That must have been like, what? What's going on here? This is West Ham. We've got these two Argentine like internationals turning up. It must have been like weird, just weird. Why not? Why, why not? Why yeah, not? why not? Yeah, it's football. Yeah, come here. West Ham have to realise they're uh, they're, ma- they're massive club. Uh, like you, you're from, you're living in uh, ma- massive club, West Ham in London. Uh, a lot of players love London, like, and the situation, yeah. the catchment area, uh, West Ham, and this new stadium they've got now, uh, they're going to get, if, if they do well and get in Europe, you don't know what's going to happen next season. No, it's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Why not? It's football, isn't it? Football's a funny mm-hmm. old game, as we all know. Roy, man, it, it's been lovely. I, I said 45 minutes. I'm five minutes over. I do apologise. Uh, my phone <laughs> went off. My, my thing went off anyhow, so oh, it was my fault. Okay, there we go. We'll, 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 we'll call it a draw then. We'll call it a draw. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. And obviously, thank you to everyone who's been watching or listening. Um, give it a like, give it a share. And for myself and from Roy, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on your irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.